1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. It says, And it came to pass. And Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. And now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and to Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons not thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. Samuel prayed unto the Lord, and the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. They have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice. Howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, Show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that ask of him a king. Let the church say, Amen. I want you to look closely at verse 5. It said unto him, Behold, thou art old. Our sons walk not in thy ways. They said, now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. My God. Look at your neighbor today and just... I want you to help me out. Just look at it, man. This is my topic that God has given me to share with you today. Say, be careful what you ask for. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, be careful what you ask for. You may be seated if you can. Be careful what you ask for. And many times... We look at this and we have heard this and even since the election I've heard people going around saying be careful what you ask for. We have to be careful how we proceed and the things that we say and the things that we think because truth is that many think a new president or a majority in Congress 
will answer all of their problems. Truth is that we all know that many Christians constantly, we've complained about abortion, we've complained about gay marriage. We've complained about the legalization of drugs. Amen, somebody. And so we've also complained about prayer being taken out of our schools and a myriad of hot topics that we of Christians have complained about. And I know that I'm uh, treading on some dangerous territory right now uh, because God has called me to preach to Republicans and Democrats. Amen, somebody. So we understand now, but truth be told, the sad fact is that many of these things that have been ushered in the last few years are things that the Bible makes it unequivocally clear that is sin. Amen, somebody. But the sad fact is that many of these things happen because people who were elected, and many of them who were elected overwhelmingly by majority Christians, not only that, the Supreme Court justices who allowed a lot of these things to take place were appointed by presidents who were elected by Christians. I don't hear nobody. But we have to understand that that is the reality that we find ourselves embarking upon at this particular time, and the entire world is now watching to see what direction America will take. And so... I want to look at our text today because the background of the text here that we are embarking upon says that years ago in the past, when we look at this text, that Israel had turned to judges and priests and prophets who turned and they sought God and his will. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and so now Samuel had gotten old. And as he had gotten old, he appointed his sons, Joel and Abiah. He appointed them to be the judges and to begin to take rule. So he made them judges. But after the appointment, the sons became corrupt wicked. They begin to sell justice to the highest bidder. They begin to become perverted. We like to say that they brought reproach upon the church. And the thing about it is the reproach that they brought now became the people's excuse. Look at your neighbor and said, don't become anybody's excuse to leave God. 
Good God Almighty, I'm preaching right now. Doesn't matter how loud y'all say it, amen, amen. Don't become anybody's excuse to leave God. How many of y'all know that God is still good? Ten of y'all. Anybody else know that God is still good? And so when we begin to look at, you know, the elders no longer wanted the sons. But they took it a little further. They no longer wanted God to be in charge of them. They persuaded the people that they no longer wanted God to be ruled over them. They wanted a king, a human king, like the other nations. In other words, they wanted to be like the world. This is what happens when you take your eyes off God and begin to look too much at the world. You begin to look too much at what they're doing on Sunday rather than that God woke you up Sunday morning. You begin to look too much at how they operate rather than how God operates. Somebody shout glory up in here. But we see that Samuel immediately prayed to God. Because it displeased Samuel. It hurt Samuel when they came to him and said, we want a human king. We no longer want God. And it hurt him, so he immediately prayed. But the elders didn't pray. They just made a decision. How many times have you just made a decision without praying? In the spare of the moment, in the heat of the moment, in a point of anger, or in a point of loneliness in your life, amen, you made a decision without praying. So they wanted a king. So God told Samuel, he said, hold up. He said, before you get upset, they have not rejected you. They have rejected me. Bottom line is, they don't want me. So let them have what they ask for. Look at your neighbor and say, be careful what you ask for. Good God Almighty. See, see what you got to understand here is, is, is that they had a memory lapse. They forgot about the miracles that God had performed. They forgot about the death angel that, that, that came through the land. Amen. But God told his people, put blood on the doorpost and your child will be spared. They forgot about that. They forgot about when Pharaoh was chasing them and God opened up the water. Amen. And they walked across on dry land. They forgot about that. They forgot about that they never had to pick up spears and all this kind of stuff because God fought for them. They forgot about that. They forgot that God, oh my God, fought for them, pushed them back and said, I got it. And God fought with them with lice and frogs and all this kind of stuff. Amen. When God fights you, amen, God will use all kind of stuff. He'll use bugs and all crickets, amen, and whip you like you've never been whipped before. 
Oh, ain't it bad, somebody? Oh, see, they forgot all about it. They forgot how when God took them through the wilderness and they didn't need a GPS, all they had to look up, amen, was see a cloud, amen, by day and a fire by night. God took them through, amen. Oh, my God. Oh, but before I jump on Israel too hard, how about you? What have you forgot that God has done for you? Have you forgot how he woke you up? Have you forgot when you were going through a tough time and he brought, oh, you're looking real nice right now, but do you remember when you didn't have what you got right now? Do you remember when you thought you were going to die? Do you remember? In fact, the car wreck was supposed to kill you. In fact, the person that was looking for you to blow your brains out, God hid you. You don't even know they were looking for you. But God, somebody shout up in here. Oh, excuse me, Israel. I jumped on you too hard. I got some folks in here. Amen. Is anybody in here that remember, only need 5.7 of you, that remember what God has done for you? But you're mad with him now because there was something that you asked for that he didn't give you. Woo, somebody shout glory up in here. See, they forgot all about that. They forgot how God fed them. They didn't even have to order the food. They just woke up and it was laying out there. Ain't it bad, somebody? Oh, don't ever forget, amen, what God did. Amen. And you're, oh, come on, somebody. So I, I got a testimony myself. I remember when there, there was a church brother, amen, years ago. Amen. Y'all heard about it? Amen. Some of y'all anyway. And, and, and they called and said he's in trouble. Said, go get him. So there's a gang that came up in the store and they said they were gonna they said you when you get off we're gonna take you out. Because what happened, somebody stole something from the store. Amen. A part of the gang and, 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 and he saw him and he reported it. So they came back and said, We coming back for you. You got to get off one day. So when you get off, you ours. So they sent me and another brother to the store. Oh, here we come walking up in there, and we waiting for him to get off. And all, this, all of a sudden, they had called the police already, waiting for him to get And all of a sudden, the gang rides up. Me and another brother in the store. How many of y'all got a testimony in here? We, we standing there, and, and when the gang came in, everybody else took off and ran out the store. And we were left standing up in there. They started pulling up the coats, had big, pretty guns. And I stood there like I had something. There's somebody good in the head of me. No, you good. I stood there like I had something. And all of a sudden, the leader of the gang went to the counter, took his stuff out and slammed it on the counter. And he said, you got to get off. You, you ours. And I looked around. I said, at least maybe I can hit one side of the head real quick with something. At least I can get one of them. Maybe about eight of them. They done had the whole store surrounded. I looked around. I said, maybe I can find something. All I could see were potato chips. And I said, there you go. And I said, Lord, you got to do something in here. I was speaking inside. But how many of y'all know God can hear me? Good God of my, what? Amen. You, you know, and I, I stood there like I had the advantage. 
And the biggest one walked and turned and looked at me and stepped to me. And then when he stepped to me, I didn't move. I just stood there. Inside, I was saying, Lord, <laughs> if you don't do something right now, <laughs> I just stood there. And he stepped, and then he looked up over my head, and he backed up. And he said, if y'all don't stop nothing, we won't. I said, man, that sounds good to me. I'm trying to keep my cool, but I, I, I took it down to bare white. I mean, you know, I, I said, that sounds good to me. <laughs> but God let me know that he sent an angel. And when homeboy stepped back, he wasn't looking at me. He was looking at God. The, let me tell you how good God is, why I got to give him praise. The very next week, though, that same gang killed somebody. You know, the, but the reason they couldn't kill then was because God said, I stepped in just like I stepped in with Israel, and I kept danger from you. Somebody shall cry out up in here. And I praise him for that today because I know that could have been me. But God, is there anybody in here that have a but God testimony in your life? My God, my God. Somebody else, just think about it. Just think about it and give him praise right now. Don't be like the children of Israel and go through all that and the next week you done forgot how good God is. My God, my God, you need to praise him for keeping your, oh my God, for keeping your kids, for keeping your marriage, for keeping your family, for keeping, oh my God, for keeping you healed. Amen, you need to praise him right now for keeping you in your right mind. You need to praise him right now that you're in a warm building and not on the street. You need to praise him. Touch your neighbor say, be careful what you ask for. My God, my God. So we begin to look at the text. And God said, tell them. He said, what you want you to do? He said, I want you, but this thing just sounds so fitting to the day. He looked at him, he told him, he said, I want you to go to him and protest solemnly. Because God is so awesome. See, he, he said, I want you to go to him and protest and tell them, I'm going to tell you ahead of time what they're getting ready to face. I want you to tell them. Oh my God. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 he said, and he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He would take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariot, and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of chariots, and he would take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers, and he will take your fields and your vineyards, and your olive, olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he would take the tenth, good God Almighty, 
of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants and your goodliest young men and your asses and put them to his work. He would take the tenth of your sheep and ye shall be his servants. Another translation, slaves. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your kings which ye shall have chosen. Which ye shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Somebody say amen up in here. He let them know. This is what you're about to face. So tell your neighbor again, say, be careful what you ask for. So they wanted a human king. Because the Bible lets us know, Proverbs 14 and 12 said, that there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end is death. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, the Christian life cannot be give us what we want. The Christian life has to be God's will. God, give us your mind. So we can do what you would want us to do. Lord, help us, amen, that when we move forward, that we give you what you want. Because you know what's best for us. Amen, somebody. So I know it's hard for you and all, some of y'all to say amen because you still want what you want. Yeah. Amen. But you got to understand, God has what's best for you. That's why you have to be careful what you ask for. Jesus said to pray this way. He said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hello, somebody. Amen. He tells us this the way we should, we should pray. He says for us to cast our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. How many of y'all glad that he cares for you? My God, my God. And so you got to understand every now and then you might want something and you say something and God will chasten you. Be concerned, amen, when you call yourself a child of God, amen, and you do your own thing and God don't say nothing. Be concerned, amen, when God don't even try to chasten you when you get ready to do wrong, amen. Be concerned because you, you got to understand God said in his word that those he chasing, he loves. Yeah. Yeah. And Romans said, amen, see, he said there was some that have a reprobated mind and said God removed his hand from them and let them go the way they wanted to go. You have to be careful what you ask for. Because after a while, when you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and God keep telling you, no, you need to be over here, and then you know, oh, you want to be over here, and God said, no, you need to be over here. After a while, he said, okay, go ahead. I'm turning you over. And when God lets you go, and your conscience don't even bother you anymore, and you can, you can go and just shoot somebody or lie to somebody and go to McDonald's and eat a burger, and it don't bother you, be concerned. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God. Touch your neighbor and say, are you concerned? Good God Almighty. And so I want you to understand that there's three reasons God don't always give you 
what you want. Good God Almighty. The first one is simply this, to promote growth. To promote growth. If I could call Paul right quick, Paul would say, I prayed three times. There's a time I prayed three times, and God did not give it to me. He said, and, and they called it a thorn in his side. I mean, the Old Testament called people thorns. Whoever that person is were getting on your nerves or whatever, and, and you begin to pray and say, God, move this thing. It might have been something else, but he prayed and said, God, move this thing. And, and then God said, no, I'm not going to move it this time. In other words, God said, I'm, I'm using this to grow you. I'm using this so you will learn how to deal with these type of situations. I'm using this, amen, to give you some long suffering. I'm using this to show you some patience. I'm using this, amen, so your fruit will grow in you. Not only will it grow, but as he said, as Jesus said to the disciples, that your fruit will remain. How many of y'all want your fruit to remain? I don't want to be loving one day and mean the next day. Amen. Loving the next day and all of a sudden I'm cussing you out the next day. How many of you want, do you want your fruit to remain? So God allowed the trouble to stay there. Amen. And the, and, and the ultimate objective of the lesson, amen, that Paul learned, he said, I learned that God's grace is sufficient for me. God's grace is power. God's grace is something that gives me strength. God's grace is not something that allows me to do what I want to do. Amen. God's grace is something that helps me to go further. God's grace has helped me to make it through. And his grace is sufficient. That's why God has to grace you for a certain thing. Amen. If he don't grace you for it, you can't handle it. It. Amen. You got to be careful what you ask for. You got to know that God has graced you for it. If God has not graced you for it, you can't handle it. High five your neighbor say you can't handle this. There's things that God has moved me away from there. And I look back and I say, God, how in the world what did I do that? Like, now, oh, no, I don't see it. God said, I graced you for it at the particular time. God would grace you. Anytime God called you to a task, he graced you for it. That's why, that's why when, when you, something can be hard to you, and you really hard, but you don't know it. Yeah. Everybody else be telling you, man, how you were when you do that? Because God had put a grace on you to endure it at the time. That's why I tell people, be careful what you ask for. Amen. You got to make sure you don't go too soon. Come on, somebody. Yeah. My God. Because if you go before God calls you, my God. Amen. You can have a shipwreck. Why? Because God has not put his grace on you yet. Many people get grace twisted. Grace is not something, amen, that allows you to do what you want to do. Grace is something that allows you to endure, amen, and continue to walk with God. Gives you power to walk through witches and warlocks. Oh, my God, and demons, and not be tough. Why? Because God grace you. Anybody got grace on them up in this mug? Somebody shout glory up in here. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Oh. Because God will grace you for it. What you got to understand, many times God will train you with trouble. Yeah. 
Many of y'all wouldn't have made it. We would have never got saved if God had not sent some trouble after you. Oh, came, ran in the church crying. Amen. And said, because trouble was after you. Amen. You got to understand many times God was sick trouble on your behind. Come on, somebody up in here. Amen. To get you right with God. Amen. If that will set your attention to him, sometimes he'll allow trouble to hit you. That's why you got to be quick to tell God thank you. Amen. Because many times he can hold trouble back or he can allow it to get to you. I need five points seven of y'all to give God some glory up in here right now. Woo! You got to be like David. Every time you duck down to pray, amen, something goes over your head that would have hit you. Amen, because every time you pray, God moves and does things when you pray and touch him right. Good God Almighty. Well, ain't anybody know what I'm talking about up in here? Oh, my God, my God, God said, God tell me he want to touch somebody up in He want to transform somebody today. You got to understand, that's why, I mean, you can't, there's a lot of trouble that hits you. Many times you can't get mad at a certain time because God is trying to push you where you need to be. Some of y'all would have been still in the streets now if trouble hadn't hit you. It's trouble, amen, that push you to, God, to get saved. Many of y'all right now, if you, if you had the great life all the time, all that kind of, and you, some of you say, Lord, I don't want no trouble to hit me. I don't want it. Be careful what you ask for. Because the reason you got a powerful prayer life like you have right now is because trouble hits you. Because if no trouble hadn't hit you, you'd have been still talking about, amen. You don't even know what you say. But when trouble hits you, you'll leave all them pretty words out. But you need, you'll leave bright morning star out and say, Lord, I need you to touch right now in the name of Jesus. When that gang was up in that store, amen, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And see, I was a fighter. I am a fighter. I'm, I'm looking around. I said, Lord, what did they got? Boy, I can't find a bullet. And I, I guarantee you, on, my, on the inside, I wouldn't say, saying the king of king, Lord of oh Lord, Lord of my cooling boy. I wasn't going all there. I said, Lord, I need you right now. <laughs> like the woman that was walking by the, by the alleyway, and when she was walking by the alleyway, she heard the man down there had a big dog, and he said, sucker. Amen. And she looked and that dog was coming. When that dog got about right to that, that, that goal line right there, but the get, thought he was going to get a touchdown. Amen. She said, Jesus. And that dog says, Why? Because God stepped in. Amen. And blocked it. I want everybody on the 40-yard line to give God some praise up in here right now. Oh, come on, somebody in the house. Y'all line, give God some praise up in here. 50 yard line, give God some praise up in here. 20 yard line, give God some praise up in here. 10 yard line, give God some praise up in here. The goal line, give God some praise up in here. Everybody, at the sound of my voice, give God some praise. My God ran the greatest touchdown that there ever was. Had demons and everything hanging off of him. Amen. Toting the cross on his back. Amen. But he came across the goal line and spiked the ball. Somebody shot.
And see, back then, when you look up at the goalposts, amen, it, it wasn't like that. It was like that. Somebody shout glory up in here. My God, my God. Let me get to my next four. My God, my God. The number two is simply this, to keep you focused on him. That's another reason God don't give you what you want. He wants to keep you focused on him. Good God Almighty. And see, that's what happened to the children of Israel right then. They kept looking at the world. They took their eyes off of God. Then they wanted what the world had. But they didn't, but, but they didn't know what they were asking because they weren't banking on the same the destruction, same destruction that the world is gonna get. Oh my God. And so you got to understand, I mean, to keep you focused on him. Sometimes you, you know, yeah, you, 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 you ask for the new car. <laughs> And you got it. Now you drive by the church. When you had your raggedy car. Every Sunday. you And you know how you you know how you try to cut it off and it don't want to cut off, it don't want to be obedient. Then it cut off. <laughs> Want to do his own thing. Yeah. You were coming to church then. Yeah. But now that you got your Bentley, most you can do is blow. Pop, pop, ain't that right? <laughs> we in church. You at you you at the car at, 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 you, you you at the car care center. And you wonder why sometimes God won't let you let, let, let the loan go through with good credit. Because I got to block this. Because if I give you this, you, you, you're not ready. Ask your neighbor, say, are you ready for the blessing? Are you ready for it? You, oh, you got the house. You, you got the house. But now where? Where's sister so-and-so today? Where, where she sent me a text and she said she had to put her curtains up. Then got the curtains up, but now you still can't come. I got this new couch and I just got to sit in it, so I'm going to look at you online. <laughs> Don't let the thing God blessed you with mess you up. Oh, you got the job. Oh, the one that you asked God, you wanted. Oh, you got the job. Pay your tithes when you were making fifteen dollars an hour. Now you got the job. Now I'm making six figures. Now this that's a lot of money to be bringing to the church. The ten percent. That's a few prayer. Air Jordans my tithe. Look at your neighbor and say, just tell him, say, I hope I'm not sitting beside a robber. 
Wait for it out, so wait on it. Wait on it. <laughs> See what you got to understand when, when, when God bless you, and if He can trust you with the blessing, He don't mind giving you some more. Amen, somebody. Now, if, now, if your neighbor uh, all just right now, just all of a sudden they just got busy and they just, you know, they. So <laughs> Amen. Stop praying right now. Because you might be sitting beside, y'all go ahead and see it. A robber. Amen, somebody. Amen. Don't lose your salvation over a car. Be careful what you ask for. Don't lose your salvation over a house. When God bless you like that, you say, I got to go to church. My God. I, I, I got the way my credit was looking and he blessed me with this right here. My God. I got, oh my God done blessed me with this car right here. In fact, anybody need a ride Sunday? Amen. Y'all can ride in this thing. Amen. Come on, somebody. Anybody? Hey, that's what you ought to be saying. Anybody need a few dollars? Amen. I want to bless somebody. I'm fine. I'm trying to find. God done blessed me with this job. I'm trying to find somebody to bless. Amen. Servanthood evangelism. In the grocery store, somebody behind you ain't got nothing but a jug of milk and a couple of, couple for cartons of egg and miss some bread. Tell them I got you too. Somebody shout blah up in here. You know what I'm talking about. High five your neighbor said, show you right. My God, my God. Be careful what you ask for. Make sure you can handle it if God bless you with it. Make sure you can handle it. My God, my God. For my Lord, if you do this for me, I thank God for the folks that, 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 were, that were real with God. Say, God, if you do this, I'll serve you. You're not supposed to do it like that anyway. Let me just make it plain. But for those of you that say, are you serving him? All the stuff he did for Israel. All the stuff. Have you ever helped somebody and as soon as they got out, they walked away from you? Hold your neighbor, say, stay calm, stay calm. I know there's some in here, you about to get riled up right now. Amen, stay calm, I know, amen. You thought about that money they owe you. Let them borrow your car. It was, it, it was riding good when you let them borrow, but when they came back, it sounded like that hoot. What you do to my car? They just threw you the key. Amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, that's not you, is it? My God, my God. It got real quiet in here. Yes, ma'am, it got quiet. It got quiet in here. That must have hit something. Amen, somebody. Woo, my God. I'm going to let it marinate a little bit. See, do, see, don't ever get too blessed to worship. Don't ever get too blessed. There should be no blessing that you get, amen, that can touch your praise. There should be no blessing, no position, no car, no house, no amount of money, amen, somebody, that calls you not to give God praise. My God, my God. See, the children of Israel, you have to imagine how God felt. The children of Israel, God didn't fed them. 
that had the little rusty knees under his table. Okay, didn't, didn't pay everything off. They didn't even have to fight. Amen. Every time they got ready to fight, God said, back up, I got it. And they got the nerve to want to impeach God. Good God, man. Woo, and then something, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? My God, my God. Look at here. I, I got one more point for you. I got, I got, I got to get you out of here. Number three, the reason God don't always give you what, he, what, what you want to keep you from harm. In other words, to keep you from hurt, harm, and danger. My God, my God. God showed them right then. He said, now, I'm going to speak to the man of God, and I'm going to show y'all what you're getting ready to walk into. Oh, but you had the you you had the merry little sunshine anyway. All the sunshine, all the sunshine. Oh, just call the sunshine. Had a charger. Oh, the sunshine. Sunshine ain't bit more go to church. Well, the deacons don't watch him. Amen. He put a nickel in the plate. Amen. And, that, that, and, and, and with Sean, Sean, he, he won't come in, but he'll ride by and pick you up when you come out the door. Yeah. Oh, won't little Sean, Sean. Oh, won't the man little Sean, Sean. Amen. See, you got to be careful. Amen. God, God done told you. You already know in your spirit. You don't even have peace about Sean, Sean. Amen. You know Sean, Sean ain't no good. Amen. Oh, but you, you look good riding in the charger. There's somebody shot glory up in here. You know Sean, Sean ain't no good. Oh, now you done married Sean, Sean. Now you're laying up in the hospital because he done broke your arm. Because you should, I don't hear nobody up in here. Amen. But be careful what you ask for. Sister found another sister, amen, and say, are you still in love with Sean, Sean? Go ask him, ask him, wait on him, wait on him. Ask are you still in love with Sean, Sean? Now you're laid up in the hospital. Told you nothing. Told you not to marry Shinegro. Oh, you want Shanegra? Oh, I love her weave. Oh, try to take her. She look good with you when your hair, when you had your jersey on. Oh, got a man. Came home one day. That was after you gave her the code to the bank account. Came home one day. All your money gone. Her clothes gone. She gone. Oh, uh, what's her name? What's her name, brothers? Shanegro. <laughs> find another brother. Find another brother. Find him. Find him quick. Tell, are you still in love? Y'all know her name. <laughs> See, God trying to tell you it's not time. 
God tried to tell you you're not ready for marriage yet. God tried to tell you you need to mature some more. God tried to tell you, hey, but let me get you more in this world some more. Let me show you some more things. Let me grow you up. Hey, but let me get you stable. Hey, Amen. So if a joker act up on you, you can carry yourself. Somebody shout up in here. Oh I, oh, I heard you. I heard you. Well, somebody said, well, they're supposed, they, they supposed to be mad. Somebody saved anyway. That's right. That's right. I mean, you, but sometimes folk will be saved when you marry them. But the joke will do like Israel. You be going down the road and they keep looking at the world and they mess around and see Shin What's her name? Deacon Mark, make sure we get a patent on that name so nobody else won't be trying to use <clears throat> Somebody shot glory up in this house. And see, the, the new king, he come the new king. When they got the new king, the new king's name was Saul. The new king, the same one that tried to kill David. Amen, somebody. That's the same one, amen, that tried to kill David. Amen. The same one that threw a javelin at him. The same one that God told him, said, look, kill all the Amalekites. Don't leave nothing standing. Amen. That's the same one, y'all. He told him, don't kill all of them. Amen. And he came back, amen, and, 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 and they said, wait, wait a minute. You, you're supposed to kill all the animals. You're supposed to kill all the people. And Samuel walked up on him and said, what's, what's, what, what's that I hear in the back? Oh, oh, that's uh, you know, that that's some some sheep and stuff. Some of the some of the boys, you know, side, you know, they're gonna have a barbecue. We gonna bring these back, amen, for the Lord. Amen. Oh, Sam said, wait a minute, that's not what God said. Right. He said, obedience is what better than sacrifice. And then the and then to top it all, he killed a, killed a bunch of them. Then he come with the king. Well, he didn't even kill the head of the snake. And Samuel had to go in and take a sword, amen. And, and the king looked at Samuel and said, surely, amen, oh, that sentence has passed now. Surely you're not going to kill me now. And, 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 and Samuel, I like Samuel. He was a bad boy, amen. Even, even though he was old, Samuel said, your mama going to be missing a child. And took that sword and cut the devil down. Somebody shot glory up in here. You can't play with the enemy. Amen, you can't leave a little bit left. You got to take him out. Somebody shot my God, my God. Touch your neighbor and say, what did you what little bit of seeing you trying to keep? Say, let it go, let it go. My God, my God. Even though Samuel wept, it says Samuel never went back. Saw Saul again. Only that Saul stooped so went so low. He, he, after after Samuel died, God had stopped talking to Saul. Took the kingdom from cause cause. See, let, 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 let me back up a little bit and share something with you. Because see, when Samuel told him the truth, and then he had killed the king, King Agag, he killed him of the Amalekites. He turned away. From Samuel. And Samuel, when Samuel turned away from Saul, Saul grabbed his garment. And when he grabbed 
Saul's garment, he tore it. And Saul looked at him and said, you played right into my message God gave me. Because God told me to tell you, he just tore and ripped the kingdom from you. See, when you get on the wrong track with God, God, the things God has blessed you with, he'll start, you'll start losing stuff. And we wonder, why is so-and-so losing our way minute now? Because, see, the Bible says, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. But, see, when you start adding stuff outside the will of God and start doing stuff outside of God, God said, okay, you went over there. And he said, you cursed yourself. And he began to start taking stuff back. Look at his neighbor and say, be careful what you ask for. Solomon, one of the wisest men, amen, began to start asking for a whole bunch of women, amen. And those same women, amen, his concubines and all of them, was the one that pulled him away from God. And he started worshiping idol gods and lost the kingdom. You got to be careful what you ask for. Good God Almighty. Saul ended up consulting a witch because God had stopped talking to him. He ended up consulting a witch to try to conjure back up Samuel's spirit to get guidance. But the Bible lets us know when a man leaves this world, amen, only God is the one that can bring him back. Amen. Like the mountain of transfiguration, amen, when Jesus came, ain't no demon, no devil, amen, that can bring nobody out, can overpower God and bring somebody up. Amen. A demon came up, amen, and disguised a familiar spirit. In other words, came up disguised, amen, as Samuel. Begin to talk to him. See, the thing about it is when God leaves you, and you don't want to get yourself back right with God. There's all kinds of evil things you'll start doing. In, in, in the church, still seeing palm readers. In the church, still working roots. In the church, still trying to freeze people's name in the refrigerator. Only the country folk know about that right there. In the church, still superstitious. How many of y'all, when, 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 when New Year's come in, you still got to, got to cook certain stuff? Let me turn around. I don't even want to see. Make sure you cook the beans because you had good luck now. You don't cook them beans. I know I ain't going to get no amens right there. Just look straight up at me. They won't know it's you. You still got a can in the cupboard. Just look straight up. But see, I'm not, 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 if I want them, I'm going to cook them. I'm going to eat. But, uh, but, but it's, it's God that's going to take me through the year. Yeah. Amen, somebody. I know I lost a couple of y'all right there. Some of y'all mad. I done messed with your bean and messed with your tradition. Amen. For New Year's. Amen. Your whole family do it. Amen. That's all right. Amen. Tell them. Amen. Amen. And break, release them from the bondage. Amen, somebody. Let me, uh, since I done made some of you mad, let me hurry up and get on out of here now. Amen, somebody. See, the, the sons of Zebedee asked Jesus. Said, can we sit by your side? And Jesus told him, he said, he said, can you drink the cup that I drink? He said, I'm getting ready to die. And y'all want to sit with me? Y'all, what? And they were still talking about it. And, and, and it was their mama that brought them. Two grown men, two grown boys. He said, you know, I want y'all to, I want you to put my, put one on the left, one on the right. 
She said, I'm getting ready. He said, do you know what you ask? That's why you got to be careful what you ask for. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah, somebody. Somebody give God a praise in here. Psalms 103, and I'm getting ready to close. It says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And it says, forget not all his benefits. Let me tell you this, and I'm closing. See, Joshua, way back when Joshua was fighting, Joshua was, Joshua was fighting these same Amalekites. Joshua was a fighter. He was fighting them. But one thing that Joshua didn't know, and I want you to hear me good here, that Joshua didn't know, is that since he was a fighter, he thought it was all the moves that he was doing, amen, that he was winning. Oh, he was out there, he was a fighter, he was cutting them down. You getting promoted, you got all these things, you, you, got, your, you, you got, your, got a nice bank account, got a nice home, nice ride, amen, family looking good and all this, and you feel that it's because you, you so, you fill in the blank. But just like Joshua, Joshua was fighting, he thought, but he didn't know until later that it was because there was somebody up in on the mountain, Moses, and Aaron and her were holding up his arms, holding his hand up. And as long as his hands were up toward God, God allowed them to have victory. As long as your hands are up toward God and you're giving God glory, God will keep you and keep what you got. He'll keep your family, but don't ever forget that it was God. He didn't find out till later that the reason he won the fight was because what was going up on top of the mountain, what was going up at what was going on in a higher place, you ought to understand what you have right now. The reason your kids not on not on drugs. The reason, amen, your family is still together. The, the reason, amen, God is keeping you in your right mind. The reason you got what you got right now is because somebody is much higher. Sometimes there's somebody praying that you don't even know this praying. Amen, somebody. See, my relationship with God is more important than my own agenda. Hello, somebody. And see, the thing about it is, what really drives the enemy crazy and I'm going to say this and I'm closing. What really drives the enemy crazy is when you pray and you don't get what you want, but you still come to church and give God praise. Oh, come on, somebody. How many didn't get what you wanted, but you still came to church today and you're giving God praise? And you should be leaving with a smile on your face today because you got to understand this. When God, when it seems like God is saying no, he's not saying no to you. He's just saying, I have a better yes. 
And, and see, you got to understand that, that, that what I have for you, amen, is not Thursday. I want to bless you Saturday. So don't get upset if I don't give it to you Thursday, amen, because there's one more thing I need you to learn on Thursday so when I give it to you on Saturday, you won't be messed up before Sunday. So somebody give God praise all over this house. If you love him, stand on your feet and give God praise.